Unidentified level 9 apocalyptic event detected. Pandimensional alternative backup emergency reboot protocol initiated. Accessing audio recording in 5, 4, 3, 2, How did we get here? I guess it all started quite calmly that first day. Our whole lives were ahead of us. If only we knew then what we know now. Ah, Wales is so lovely. The perfect place for a writer's retreat. Hello, avid podcast listeners. Welcome to the Three's Company podcast, an honest look at life in the theatre. We're Three's Company, uh, and as the last few podcast episodes haven't quite gone to plan, witches, aliens, murderers, and a femme fatale have sent us off course a bit. And so we've decided to get away from potential adventures, which have been taking over somewhat, and just get down to this all-important theatre podcast about theatre and our Edinburgh show for this year. Uh, I'm Michael, and I'm staying in this tiny caravan with Tom. Hello! And Yaz. Hi. And um, this uh, podcast episode, we've left London, the UK's theatre capital, and we've come to Wales so that we can really get stuck in putting pen to paper on mm. our next show. What's it, what is yeah. it called? Aubergine is the New Black. Yes. So um, Edinburgh's approaching pretty quickly, um, so we've decided that to really get it get it going we're going to get together um, spend four weeks together and um, you know create the best show we possibly yeah, can yeah. Um, Tom's done a new draft of the show oh, um, actually, no, actually I'm sorry I've been uh, working on the blurb for the last few weeks actually so you haven't written any of the show no no but I've nailed the blurb yeah and I, I was thinking on the podcast we could do a little bit about how to write the perfect blurb for your show uh, you know I cover all the bases blurb structure building your blurb characters that all important check and draft blurb and some techniques for when you've got blurb writer's block. Let's dive right in. Okay, well, I guess my first piece of advice to aspiring writers is never let Tom choose your writer's retreat. Yes, this is perfect. Some peace and quiet, very important when you're writing. Miles from the nearest motorway, road, tube stop. Or bar, or girl, or person, come to think of it. No pollution or noise. Or running water. Just us and the countryside. Great. I think Tom did an all right job. Yes, hiding our car keys might have been a bit much, and building a signal jammer into the caravan to stop us using our mobiles was a bit over the top, but apart from that, good effort, Tom. I'm hungry. Again? I can't be creative without food. Michael's got the food. Oh, I thought you were bringing food. No, no, I was providing paper, pens and board games. Yaz was bringing weapons and budgie feed, and you were bringing food and our beloved pet budgie. Buddy McYellow. Uh, no, I've got the paper, your food, and Yaz has got the budgie. Uh, no, you were meant to bring the costumes, you should have the presents and cards, and I've got snacks and nibbles. What? That was Elizabeth's party. Lizzie's party was seven loaves of bread, long life milk, 240 Sainsbury's red label, three bananas, box of copper soup, half an onion, and one bag of fun-sized Kit Kats. That was a good party. So, what have you brought? 47 litres of Coke Zero TM and a packet of Weetabix. Who takes Weetabix to a party? I've also got some kidney beans, if that's any help. No, that doesn't help at all. So we've got a whole lot of stationery and nothing to eat. Uh, I guess we'll just have to go home. No! I've got some emergency supplies stashed in the caravan. and We can just forage for whatever's growing in the earth. <laughs> As if you can grow food out of the ground, Tom. So there we have it, listeners. Four weeks writing in the countryside, living off the land, cut off from the rest of the world. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, back then we were naive. We thought nothing could possibly go wrong. But later... That very night. Oh! Oh my god! What? 
We forgot Buddy McYellow. Oh, don't worry. I fed him before we left. Oh, okay. Good night, everyone. Good night. In a small town called London, England, there live three men. By day, a fair to middling theatre company. By night, a fair to middling theatre company with an adventure department. If you have a perilous mission that requires cunning and skill, if it seems no one will answer your cry for help, if you can cover insurance costs and all reasonable expenses, there's one fair to middling theatre company you can count on, so strap yourselves in, keep arms and legs inside the carriage, and remove all loose items such as glasses, because it's time for Three's Company's Adventure Department. Episode 5, Night of the Mortally Challenged. Four weeks had passed. We were tired. We were hungry. Our guard was down. We had no idea what we were in for. If only I'd known then what I know now. Oh, Wales is still so lovely. I wish this retreat would never end. I'll pack the car. Although we still haven't come up with a first draft for the Edinburgh show, which is currently titled Sylvia Plath and the Men from Mars, you'll be glad to know, listeners, we're now brimming with ideas for our next podcast. And this can all form a sort of making-of bit. To prove I had all the best ideas. Look, no one wants to hear about funding models and production accounting, Tom. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, Yaz. I forgot about your great idea to interview old Vic. He must have loads of stories. That's what people want. Tom, have you listened to a single podcast in the last 10 years? Well, I quite like listening to Serial. Oh yeah, I love that. When you put the milk on and it snaps and crackles. Brilliant. Well, either way, I'd say it's been great to just get away from the city for a bit. The zombies marching on and off the tube, streaming in and out of their offices like hordes of the undead or sheep. Plenty of sheep here. There was one And you ate it. I needed something good to eat. I provided fine rustic cuisine. You can't call tinned food rustic. Rusty, maybe. Yeah, at least my co-kidney bix stew was nice. Are you talking about your Coke Zero TM kidney bean and Weetabix stew? I've got plenty more if you two want any. No, No, I'm full at the moment. Well, I've packed it for the journey home. I've got ten thermoses full of it. Oh, joy. I'll drive. Have we got everything? We'd better hurry up. We have to be back in the office by midnight to submit this blurb. Blurb for a show we don't have. And don't forget, the promo photos are due... 28 days later. What was that? Sorry, wrong button. I meant... (laughs) Gentlemen, behold, the M25. What a beauty. Even by your standards, Yaz, that was quick. The roads are abandoned. Seems we're the only people leaving Wales today. Odd. Oh, you don't need to drive quite so fast, though. I want to avoid the rush hour traffic. Technically, it's rush hour now. So where's all the traffic? I guess they were just put off by all the overturned lorries, crashed cars and rotting corpses by the side of the road. That's probably it. Hendon isn't normally known for its high incidence of traffic accidents. Just be grateful the pile-ups are all on the other side of the motorway and the route into London is totally clear. I'll put the radio on. Lighten the mood. Yes, watch out for that girl! Where did she come from? Oh, crap. Did we just... Oh, we didn't. I think we did. Oh, crap. I can't look. Come on, we might be able to help her. Oh, my God, she's just a girl. She's just a young girl. Oh, the adventure mobile sure did some damage. Look at her, look at her torn little delicate body. It's okay, Yaz. Judging by the discoloration of her pupils and uh, the extent of decay on her body, not to mention her trainers and choice of mobile ringtone, I can deduce she's been dead for at least ten days. You didn't kill her. I saw her. 
She was moving. Trick of the light. Furthermore, the marks here and here seem to suggest she died from some sort of viral disease. Highly contagious, I believe, judging by the taste of her saliva. She was walking down the road. Probably a post-mortem reflex. After two weeks. I can also deduce she was about six and three quarters and probably would have grown up to be a letting agent. Well, no real harm done then. How can you tell all that? It says here in her diary, I am six and three quarters and when I grow up I want to claim unnecessary amounts of money for opaque actions somehow involved when people rent their flats. Well done, Tom. See, no need to feel guilty as. No, exactly. Especially as she's still breathing. Oh, phew. Hang on, what? Yes, there's no doubt about it. That is odd. Oh, quick, back to the car. She's got me. Let go of him. Stop biting. Leave me alone. Right. Gross. Good shot, Yaz. She was just a girl. Look at the goo that came out of her when the sight of her head exploded. Oh, she was just a little girl. She was trying to eat Tom. Come on, let's get back in the car. Odd. How are you feeling? Oh, fine, thanks. Yeah, over that She now. was probably a yob or a hoodie or something. Yeah. You know, those people that ride around on mopeds and steal your money. Bankers. Yeah. Oh, it's good to be back in the city. There's a lot of pedestrians about today. Rush hour. I'm sure London didn't used to have this much graffiti. That one says, mankind is domed. That doesn't make much sense. Probably some sort of philosophical existentialism determinism thing. Makes sense, really. Makes you think. This one says, there is no cure. Odd. Noon's going to save us. See, that's positive. Will the last person to die please switch out the lights? And also turn down the thermostat. Think of global warming. Do you want our children to inherit a world with no nature? Obviously, I don't mean our children literally because we're all going to die. In fact, I saw my Johnny have his brains eaten the other day, but you get the point. Gosh, it's also futile, isn't it? Maybe I'll just end it right now. Oh shit, my pen's running out. Oh my god, guys, I've just realised. What? These people. I've had an epiphany. What is it? They're all like zombies. Sorry, gotta stop doing that. What did you say? I said they're all like zombies. Oh, right. Look at them. Makes you think, doesn't it? Hordes of haggard Londoners all trudging in the same direction at the same speed, all wearing the same designer rags with the same designer rips, most of them covered in jam and ketchup from gorging from the same fast food chains. All angry, confused, chasing the car in their brain-dead commuter rage. Is that normal? I'll tell you what's not normal. We seem to have 623 missed calls. Oh, is one from Miss Claret? No. One's an unknown number, 621 are from the Queen, and one's from Yaz's mum. Something must be up. Yeah, Mum never called. Hang on, there's a voicemail. You have two new messages. First new message. Oh, hi, you seen. Uh, I just wanted to let you know. Bad news, I'm afraid. Um, you've uh, you've had another letter from Mattel. They say thanks again, but they're still not looking for new Barbie costume ideas right now, and especially not ones where she's. Message deleted. Next new message. Boys, it's my majesty calling. Why aren't you answering my Snapchats? Now listen closely, we need your help. There's been an outbreak. Uh, oh no. Phil. No. Get back. Get back, mustache boys. TTYL. Hiya! Cowabunga! Get She's such a joker, that one, isn't she? Let's just get back as quick as possible, give Buddy McYellow his budgie feed and figure out what's going on. We uh, can't do that, actually. Why not? Because Blackfriars Bridge is blocked. <laughs> Whoa. Would you look at that? That sight. That's 
just gobsmacking. Words can't describe it. Yeah, there's a massive pile-up of cars blocking the bridge and they're all deserted. Yeah, I mean, that more or less captures it. Just a second. Why did you put that dead girl's corpse on the Adventure Mobile roof rack? I didn't. Oh dear. Ah! Ah! Quick! Kill her! Ah! Again! Ah! Yes, get your weapons! Right. I'm just going to put it out there and say it. Something's definitely up. Oh, no. Look what's coming towards us. That must be our mother. Same grey skin and oozing blood. Yeah. And that must be her dad and grandma and lots of her cousins. We've got to get out of here. We're surrounded. So many of them. Look on the horizon. She was beautiful, like a beauty factory churning out beautifulness. He was a tough guy, a proper archetypal tough guy, killing zombies left, right and centre with just his fists. For the purposes of exposition, a fearsome lady with a sword, an angry man with a cowboy hat, and a normal-looking dog have appeared on the horizon. Who's a zombie now? Mm-hmm. Woof, woof. She's so beautiful. She takes beauty everywhere she goes, beauting through the air. His grisly, rugged, tough guyness couldn't be ignored as he slaughtered the zombies, doling out pain in an unattainably heterosexually tough guy way. The dog was probably some sort of Labrador Alsatian crossbreed, I suppose. It was as if someone had taken Brando, Eastwood and Cumberbatch and put them in a blender. Maybe with a bit of German Shepherd in it, I don't know. She looked like someone had combined two arms, two legs, a head and a torso. Bit of Great Dane, maybe? She was beautifully deadly and deadlily beautiful. Where had he come from? How could anyone be so beautiful? I don't know, just a, a dog. Ears, tongue, tail, etc. Dog. Hey, what are you doing? What? Wake up! Sorry, just daydreaming. Bosom. Yeah. Looks like we got here just in time. Mm-hmm. What? What are you three doing just standing around in the middle of a zombie apocalypse? Zombie, zombie apocalypse? apocalypse? Was that... No, no, that was on purpose. Just a minute. Have you three been in a coma for the last month, like the last guy? Pretty much. Poor bloke. I liked him. Who are you guys? My name is Sheriff George Romeo. Nice to meet you, George. This... Zara. Zara Actionella. Don't mess with me. I'm strong and emotionally guarded. My outer fury is a wall I put up under which I nurse a soft dissenter, but under that I'm a right hard bastard. <laughs> hard. And this is Dog. Woof. Well, we're so glad you turned up. Yeah, Zara, I'm so glad I met you. Wow, nice samurai sword. Look, I'm not saying this because you're probably the last female left alive, but would you like some co-kidney bix stew? Co-kidney bix stew? You don't want any, trust me. Yeah, it's very nice to meet you and everything, but can I ask what happened to London? You may well ask. You may well answer. Well, to cut a long story short, the end. Thanks for listening. Woof. You're quite right, dog. It all started when multinational United Core Limited Inc. launched a campaign for their homeopathic vitamin supplement with an internet meme. 
It soon went viral and spread through Twitter, then Facebook, then whatever new social networking site is most popular when this is recorded. Eventually, the firewalls were penetrated and the blogs fell. It was terrible. Woof, woof. Then everyone's worst nightmare. It went airborne. You mean it learned to fly a plane? You mean it mutated into a pathogenic microorganism whose viral nucleus could transfer by air from the infected host to be contracted via the respiratory system of another? No. I mean, it spread through Wi-Fi. <gasps> That's awful. Woof. We think it was man-made. That's impossible. The only person in the world who could do such a thing was my nemesis, an ex-lab partner. But it couldn't be. She died in our adventure with the Austrian acupuncturist in the hot air balloon. Well, that definitely rules that out then. Hang on, how are we not zombies then? That is strange. Do you have any sort of hidden radio shielding? The signal jammer. I told you it was a good idea. What about you? I work for McAfee and developed immunity to the Wi-Fi version. And I am protected by my guarded personality and cynical approach to life. Brought about by having to kill my entire family because they turned into zombies after all visiting the same Instagram. We've gathered the only other survivors together at the top of Big Ben. There's just a few, but we're safe. For now. Is there anything we can do to help? Do any of you happen to have a deft hand with weapons? A joint PhD in microbiology and nanocomputing? Or an unquenchable desire to help people in need? Check. Check. And check. Have you been reading our website? Tom, Zara's family was killed by a website. We've set up a makeshift lab working on a cure, led by eminent scientist Professor Dr Mindbox. Sounds like a bit of a made-up name to me. Nonsense. I'm sure they're a very real person. She's real, all right. I still don't trust her. But then I trust no one. Even myself. Even kittens. Woof. And without her, we'll never find a cure before the zombies take over the world. I think we all know what this means. Yes! We need to save Buddy McYellow. Yes! I'm sorry. Our budgie. We left him back at our house. Woof. The fate of all humanity hangs in the balance, and you want to risk trekking across London to save one budgie. Yeah. We've also got to submit our item of fringe blur before midnight. We promise. As soon as we save Buddy, we'll help you save the world. But we all have to stick together. We can't have people going off on their own. You're right, George. The last thing we want now is anyone getting lonely. We'll pop in on your safe house on the way. Maybe this Mindbox lady can help us save Buddy. Will our heroes find a cure? Will... What the... Come on, you guys. Up the stairs. This is the safest place in London. No one else has realised that zombies can't climb stairs. Actually, I think you'll find that's Daleks. Hi. Hey everyone, look. George and Zara are back. A wolf. And dog's back too. Here we are. Ah, oh, cool. Free sandwiches. Oh, and Yaz, make sure you close the gate. What did she say? Um, how's the goat? I'm sure if there's a goat here, that's good advice. No, ah, I think it was clothe the great. Yep, yeah, yes, clothe the great. Well, screw that. The great have enough clothes already. It might not have been that. I was distracted by just how many innocent, vulnerable people there are in this community of survivors. Look at them. Such a disparate band. So many different characters that would never normally be put together but have to get past their differences to survive. Come on, all of you. Sorry. George, uh, who are these guys? We found them wandering the streets. They're here to take refuge. Just a stop off, really. This is Cheryl. Hi. Cheryl is an ex-primary school teacher whose wife recently became a zombie. But good old Cheryl here has in these last few weeks really come out of her meek shell to become a strong, independent person who kills zombies with a garden hoe. Haven't you, Cheryl? Sure have, George. And Darnell here. 
George. Darnell is a recovering alcoholic priest ex-con who is learning the true value of humanity and uses his commando training to distill our water. His weapon of choice, a hairdryer. George. You know how I feel about letting new members join our ragtag group of survivors. We couldn't leave them out there to die. That's not like you, Zara. Is that rock-hard exterior slipping to reveal an inner kindness? No. But can we trust them? Hey there, big fella. My name's Michael. I'm Yaz. This is Tom. Hi. We're the Theatre Company 3's company, a fair to middling theatre company with its own adventure department. What's not to trust? I've a bad feeling about this, George. What could possibly go wrong? Now off you go. Go back and look after all the little children. Let's get you to the lab. Oh, more stairs. It really is a very massive tower. Maybe that's why it's called Big Ben. Actually, that's a common mistake. Uh, Big Ben doesn't refer to the clock tower, but to a fat man named Ben who lives inside. You best leave your weapons here. There's a lot of inflammable chemicals stored up there. Well, okay. Also, a lot of flammable ones. I can never remember which is which, to be honest, but one way or another, 50% of the chemicals up there will easily set on fire. For goodness sake, I never knew Big Ben had so many stairs. No wonder zombies find it hard, I'm knackered. I have to say, it's been a funny old first series of the podcast, hasn't it? Still haven't managed to do much theatre chat. There's always series two. Yeah, I bet that'll be full of good theatre podcast stuff. Yeah, without any adventures getting in the way. Oh, thank goodness. I think we're there. Welcome to our lab. Let me introduce you to Professor Dr Mindbox. Yes, come in, come in, please. Excuse the hazmat suit, I'm just in the middle of some tests, but I'll be right with you. Take a seat, have a dark chocolate-covered digestive biscuit. Almost there, okay. There we go, all done. Oh my God! It's you! I knew Professor Dr Mindbox was a made-up name. You are? This is Dr Professor Brainhead. My old lab partner and nemesis. Hi, Brainhead. Yes, it is I. What are you doing here, Brainhead? You never help anyone but yourself. You never have. Oh, Thomas, are you still bitter about that time I stole your cure to the common cold and destroyed it to make my drug company more money? I've changed. Me, Zara and George here are close to finding a zombie vaccine. We have to work together now, lads. Yeah, let's help out. Me and you, Zara. A bit of uh, natural chemistry. A bit of a practical biology, a bit of a sexy physics. George is right. Well, I still don't trust her. How have you made so much progress, brainhead? I do have an MSc in zombie biology. I've simply been gene sequencing the red, white and blue cells. With McLeish Formula One? Just like our old days in the after-school science club, eh? But how did you sample the haemohob goblin? You idiot. I just took it from the original strain that I created and... Oh dear. I knew it. You. You started the virus. Yes, I admit it. I made the virus in my lab. I released it and stockpiled the vaccine knowing I could sell it at any price. But the zombies were more powerful than I thought. They swarmed the lab and destroyed all my vaccine supplies. I can't believe you've done this. It all makes sense now. You knew we'd be out of the country. I should never have shared my Google Calendar with all my contacts. So while we were in Wales, happily rock climbing and building sandcastles and going out walking dead, people were roaming the streets. 
We come back to London 28 days later to find it's turned into zombie land. The whole country was left for dead. Wales was left for dead too. Oh, don't try and make me feel good. Guilty. But you've turned every resident evil. And you're dead set on continuing. You've turned all the residents evil for absolutely nothing. I've turned all the residents evil to make my fortune. And you think we're on board with your gravy train to Busan? Unless you all agree to help me find a cure, we will continue to have an army of darkness. Look, I'd be the last of us to argue with a scientist in the flesh. I mean, you're clearly the girl with all the gifts, but that's ridiculous. They're just warm bodies. But the dead don't die. It would be terrible. We're talking World War Z here. A true zombie holocaust. Yeah, it would be like a scene out of Shaun of the Dead. Yaz, you're rubbish. I am legend. Yes, enough of this. If you really are the person responsible for all these zombies, I think it's about time you were better introduced to them. Let's get her. (laughs) You shot George! You have a gun? Yes! And a PhD in firing guns for evil purposes. Now none of you move or I'll shoot you too. What about the unflammable chemicals? You're all going to stay here in my lab as test subjects until I find the cure. Then I'll be rich. The richest of the few people still alive. You flipping. (laughs) But Brainhead, we've already discovered the cure. Really? Really. Really? Yes, yes, really. Remember... All you do is punch the zombie stoutly on the nose and they're cured. I thought that was sharks. Yes, it also cures sharks. Well, looks like I'll be stealing another of your cures, Thomas. That higher national diploma in malicious science has paid off. You four stay here. There's actually quite a lot of zombies in my cage ready for testing. Is that true? That doesn't sound like it's true. Is that is that true? No, I just made it up. Oh, you sly one, Tom. Right! Come here, zombies! Here comes my left hook! <laughs> Take them! Oh, you think your arm falling off is enough to stop it? How very wrong you are! Wow, she wasn't around for long. Good work, Tom. Thank you. Nice one, Tom. Thank you. Who wants some kidney bix stew to celebrate? For goodness sake, no one likes your stew, Yaz! Why did you even bring it with you? It's dead weight. <laughs> dead. It's not funny, Yaz. Will you guys stop arguing like fucking school kids? Who even asked you, bumface? Let's all calm down and have some stew. All right, hey, give oi, that here! Tom, guys, stop that. There's a dead body Tom, in here. Oi, that's my food you're pouring out of Big Ben. You're using the word food very loosely there. Just a minute, guys. Look down there. Oh my god, I'm alive! Why am I covered in Coca-Cola, TM? Is this a kidney bean? Oh no, zombie! <laughs> That's funny. Try pouring someone another zombie. What's going on? Where am I? Wait, no! Tom, that stew must be an antidote. An antidote? The cure to humanity's problems. Michael, 
You have saved the world. Oh, it was nothing. All in a day's work. Excuse me, I, I was the one who actually... What should we do with it? I heard rumours that the world's leaders and greatest minds in the country have taken refuge at generic military base in Slough. Maybe a small group of our best and most clashing personalities should make the perilous journey and take them the cure. We can save humankind. What an adventure. Great idea. We'll do it. Yeah, right after we've saved Buddy McYellow. What? Our budgie. We've got to go to the army base now. No, we're not leaving Buddy McYellow. You've got a cure. You could save humankind. No bird left behind. You're trying to save a budgie. Yeah. It's probably already dead. No. How's a budgie going to survive flesh-eating zombies for a month? He's resourceful. I can't let you take that cure and risk it being lost. Your budgie is dead, or it will be soon. Also, we have to get our show into the fringe. You are all coming with me and that's final. Hang on. What's that noise? What? Oh, dear. I think someone left the gate open downstairs. What? Who the hell would do that? Oh, that reminds me. Weren't we meant to hose a goat? They're at the door. I thought they couldn't use stairs. They must have got the escalator working. Zara, look out. Behind you. They're everywhere! Oh no! The reflammable chemicals! We've got to get out of here! What do we do? Um, we could use these parachutes to pretend we're ghosts and scare them away. That gives me an idea. That was close. Guys. Guys. Guys, you flipping pillocks. So, after parachuting from the top of Big Ben into the Aventurmobile, we drove silently across a dead London. Everywhere we went, more zombies followed. We couldn't shake them off, but we were faster. And after a few barricades and a few close calls, we soon arrived at the point where we'd started narrating our story. How did we get here? I guess it all started quite calmly that first day. If only we knew then what we know now. Ah, Wales is so lovely. The perfect place for a writer's retreat. Hello, avid podcast listeners. Welcome to the Threes Company podcast. And on a- Yes, I don't think we've got time for that right now. Everyone inside, lock the door. I just hope Buddy's all right. I just hope he knew to stay away from the internet like I told him. Well... We're home. Yeah, but with 10,000 zombies surrounding the building. It's always weird when you come home after a long holiday, isn't it? Oh, I hope Zara's okay. We did leave her alone, overcome by zombies with no weapons, at the top of Big Ben, on fire. Well, yeah, but did you actually see her die? (gasps) The zombies are at the door! Quick, get the antidote! Good idea. We might still have a chance. Oh, wait. We left it in the car. Oh, great. Guys, I think it might be time to stop being strong and admit we're probably not going to make it out of this alive. Or undead. I mean, not undead. We're not not undead. No, it's not that we won't not be undead. We just won't be undead. We'll be dead, but zombies. We should have stayed in Wales. I wouldn't go that far. At least we're together. That's what counts. Don't let them in! Help me move the desk against the door. Well, uh, listeners, I guess that's the end of this series of Three's Company's Adventure Department and the end of all podcasts ever and the end of all people who listen to podcasts. 
Thanks for spending the last moments of humanity with us. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate us on iTunes or whatever podcast listener you use. Uh, goodness, uh, there's so many people to thank. Uh, my dog walker, for one. Guys, uh, look. Buddy's cage is open. He must have got free. Maybe we've learned something, guys. Maybe if one budgie can survive such a foul world, maybe we don't need to. And maybe when the last humans have had their brains eaten and the last zombies have all died of starvation or amusing accidents involving heavy machinery and dried fruit, maybe then this beautiful, baffling world will be left for the budgies and the ants and the gazelles and stuff. Very moving. Thanks. Yeah, Mike. good. Thanks. You're going for a sort of meek shall inherit the earth once all the strong have been turned into zombies sort of thing. Sort of, yeah. Well, nice. Thanks. Oh, hang on. Here he is. I put him in the other cage. Ah, buddy, how you doing? He looks, you know, how can I say this, more undead than usual. Who's a pretty boy then? Who's a pretty boy then? Brain! Buddy! No! Wait, I mean, he looks less dead. Wait, Brain! that doesn't... Oh my God, he's got me! Ah! And the zombies are breaking down the door! Ah! Ah! Recording. You have been listening to Three's Company's Adventure Department, Episode 5, Night of the Mortally Challenged, or Dead Serious. For more information, visit adventuredepartment.uk. Adventure Department was written, performed, and created by Three's Company. Episode 5 Guest List. Marion Bell, Paul Dodds, Leah Harvey, Rosie Jones, Ashley Kay, Daniel Miller, and Greg Snowden, with Caroline Quentin as Dr. Professor Brainhead, and Yaz's mum as Yaz's mum. Edited by Yaz, mixed by Chris Charland. Bespoke artwork for this episode by Haroon al can be seen at adventuredepartment.uk, alongside artworks for the whole series. Special thanks, list. Rosina Alshata, Joanna Bending, Claire Birch, Alistair Sent, Jade Crute, Lucy Dearden, Les Dennis, Jeremy Dunn, Alan Fielden, Tom Griffiths, Siobhan Harrison, Rufus Hound, Yusuf Kirkor, Hamish Nichols, Percy Percival, Adrian Townsend, Kennington Studios, the RSC, and all of Three's Company's mums. Full credits, music listings, transcripts, and more in the show notes, or at adventuredepartment.uk. Three's Company's dying wish was that you rate and review them on Apple Podcasts, and that you tell your nearest and dearest that you love the series as long as you and your nearest and dearest have not become zombies. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss Series 2. Three's Company were Yaz al Tom Crawshaw, and Michael Grady Hall. Time-bending protocol in action. Unidentified travelers predicted in five, four, three, two, one. Hello.